G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Eurovision Weekly Update. Not quite weekly this time, is it, though, Michael? Had a bit of a week off, didn't we? Yeah, and it wasn't just our... Oh, there's a little bit of holiday season to do with it, of course. So I hope everyone's had a good Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas? Had a fantastic holidays. Thank you, Dale. Lovely up in Ely Beach there. Very, very nice. Well, yes, you were with my family, so you had to say nice (laughs) things there. But no, it was a great break for us. Um, But it wasn't the only reason we had the week off. Um, We were expecting the Albania National Final Festivalia Gungus to take place the week before. And because it didn't, we really didn't have enough to talk about, did we? (laughs) We were pretty much hanging the whole episode on that. So once it was put through to the midweek, we were like, oh, well. (laughs) We we better wait. We better wait. So, well, thanks for waiting. So, yeah, well, I guess we should probably get straight on to... Uh, the Albanian National Final. And it is Festivalia Kungus. 59 was held. What Overall impressions, Dale, a bit of an odd one this year for Festivalia Kungus. They weren't in the Congress Centre this year. What did you think of the outdoor setting to start with? Well, number one, great job that they actually yeah. put on the contest itself because mm-hmm. that's not easy to do in COVID times. So they went for the outdoor mm-hmm. in December yes. in Albania, in the <laughs> Northern Hemisphere. Uh, it was cold, but it, it looked really good on screen, didn't it? It certainly did. I thought it came across really, really well on the screen. Um, the, the hosts were really good. Mm. You're right, it looked cold. Yes. When you can see the artist's <laughs> breath <laughs> condensing, I got the feeling it was cold. Uh, not that one of the poor hosts got to dress that way. She wore some very short skirts. Well, you, you can imagine, <laughs> like, I felt for more of the women this way. The guys got to, like, dress up. A lot of the women were wearing, you know, less because that's what um, happens with a lot of the costumes. But mm. overall, staging looked great. I thought the LED floor was amazing. Production looked really good. Yep. Some of the overhead shots of that outdoor were spectacular, even mm. though they were freezing. It was a really good job overall, and as every year. Do you remember when we first started watching oh, Fit? Oh, God, yes. God, the production has stepped up. The staging has stepped up as well. I'd agree. Also, I noticed with the pre-recorded performances, because they were pre-recorded, yes. yep. sped the show up a lot. Normally <laughs> normally with Festivalia Kungus, you will have uh, you know someone perform, the host will come back out, talk, give the orchestra a bit of time to reset, all that sort of stuff. This one, it was more, here's three, bang, bang, bang. We'll have a chat after that. So I enjoyed that. Also, RTSH giving us an international YouTube feed this year, Dale. Oh, thank God. Because, I mean, (laughs) look, sometimes the website or app would go down. And, you know, us Euro fans, we love a YouTube stream. It works well. We used to maybe take some pirate ones in the past. I won't (laughs) lie. Um, But this one was uh, a delight, even though we missed the ads, the famous Albanian Oh, my God. That's the only drawback. We didn't get to see what was happening in Gishet Millionaire this year. But uh, a bit of a shout out to some of the other broadcasters out there wouldn't hurt if you put on a nice hd stream out there exactly Mm, but uh i guess we have a winner dale it wasn't just about the festivali there is a result let's listen to our winner this is anshala with karma Not a complete outsider to win. She was probably in the batch of favourites, but maybe not at, right at the top. What are your impressions on this one? Oh, yeah, look, I was surprised she won. I, mm. I, after the live, I did have her in the top three, but a very 
comfortable third. Um, so it was that kind of slight, slight surprise. But when you start looking back on it, there's a lot of reasons you can see that why this won. And a lot of the reasons we spoke about it before it even went out. Um, it had every element of fifth possible. Yes. You had uh, a great female artist doing a really good kind of, uh, I would describe it as a ballad, but there was up-tempo moments with it. So maybe a bit more mid-tempo to a ballad, but mm. showcasing that. Really? Mm. Yeah, I would say. It's an interesting song. Hmm. Um, tr- some traditional elements, definitely much more Albanian sounding than some of the other songs. You had even had um, guitar elements in there, God, which we yeah. know Fick love. And overall, what I really liked about it, a really fulfilled staging concept. Um, she did a really good live of this, and it was much better than the studio. I enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, definitely elevated in the studio or in the live from mm. the studio for me. My big thing is, and I'll agree with your last point there, the staging concept. She had a staging concept, and it was executed. I don't think it was particularly uh, world groundbreaking, you know, her and four dancers, uh, but at least it was something. And a lot of the maybe other contenders didn't really have that. Very Albanian, very, very Albanian in its elements. So, yeah, I can see this being a fit winner when you look back you think of course it's a thick winner just yeah. look at it look yeah at it. it ticks some boxes doesn't it very much so very much so but i think when you tick some boxes maybe what i always found and it's very hard to put sometimes in words it just didn't have that oof, that kind of x factor about it it was well done i felt it, it lacked moments mm. but overall it's very solid yeah solid's probably good for thick I do have question marks about Eurovision, but yeah. maybe there might be revamp. We do know it's staying in Albania, though, oh, which I think is good. That's interesting. Look, I'll agree with you about the moments. There's a there's a part with a bit of a dance routine where they pick her up and twirl her around. That's it. And yeah, I thought to myself, moment. that's it. That's the moment. Yeah, just lacks a little oomph. To be honest, it didn't stick in my mind for a couple of days. This song. If you'd asked me how it went an hour after she'd won, I'd be like, I have no idea. Absolutely yeah. no idea. It doesn't have a hook, that's for, for sure. It's about the overall, I think, solidness of it all. Yeah, and I think it was a solid package, which was a very solid, thick package. All right, we had some other placings. Second went to Sadi. Uh, he was the bloke. Well, there was a woman in a cage. There was some druids. I don't know what was going, oh, what was going look, on. Look, this, this is just where things start going downhill. <laughs> I mean, number one, you've got a woman in a cage. Albania, you've been trying to get rid of this whole kidnapping um, <laughs> brand issue. Liam Neeson was about to rock up and start you know, taking over the joint. Not only was the staging a little problematic in that way, but it was more the fact the song just wasn't very good. <laughs> like, if that's it's the only thing you remember from that performance, and that's not a good thing because that shouldn't be the only thing you remember. That getting second place over other songs is just ludicrous and Ooh. brings up massive question marks about what is what are they looking for? Yeah, and I guess this leads into the third one for us as well. Third place getter being Festina. Mm. No real shock that woman singing nice song wins, you know, place in, in Festival of Kingus. Um, is it about the jury's dale? Is it what how are we getting these places? Well, we had a little difference this year than last year. They mm. they went a big step forward of bringing international jurors like Christy Bjorkman in last year. Yep. Um, but even then, third place went to Sarah, the young um, uh, young woman who sang a really no- lovely traditional song, and she came third. But you had your Matanas and your Shy. Um, I don't think the top three really represent as that big step forward as we had this um, last year. This year... I don't know what they're trying to do. And well, look, all Albanian jury, all Albanian result is what I wrote here. Mm. Uh, it just, it went, it seemed to hark back to perhaps 
uh, an era where they seem to have been coming out of. And and this is the issue for me with Fic, and we have to accept that it's Fic. Oh, know? yeah, it's, it's their, got its, their its own national thing. final, yeah. Is it a national final or is it a festival of songs, and uh, of Albanian songs? And this is where the two maybe won't meet. There's an identity crisis. Last year they went very forward in going towards more Eurovision, and they have over the last couple of years. I think the staging and the show looked modern. And but not the results. Yes. And and I thought also last year we had a night where it was Eurovision night. So you're this is how you'd perform it if you won at Eurovision. You know, so we're saying, okay, this is a vehicle towards Eurovision. This year didn't seem that way at all. This year was more, oh, okay, it's all about us. It's a little bit in between. They had the acoustic, I think, was meant to be more the thick. I think the other ones were meant to be more the Eurovision. But it felt caught between. And when you try and kind of do a little bit of both, you get caught no man's land. Yeah. And I think that's where we ended up with the results. This yeah. Year. I do feel like the whole process has been modernized somewhat, but we're still judging that the judging hasn't been modernized. Yeah. And look, so not taken away yeah. from Angela, exactly, though, because not at all. I can totally see why that did win. Yeah, absolutely. And it was, you know, certainly a deserved winner. All right, let's talk about some of the other notable performances throughout the Festivali. Ines, with her song Pendes. What did you think of that one, Dale? Well, basically, she was a heavy favourite Well, us. basically, when I say put your house on a, on a, a song to win, fig, don't, because don't. two years in a row, <laughs> I've got that well and truly wrong. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I think she did three great performances. Yeah, I don't think also, she did anything wrong. Three amazing looks. She really, you can see the elevated performer from where she was in 2018, which looked like a more of a young girl. She's a stylish young woman now. Mm-hmm. Really, like, modern out there. You can see why she won New Wave. But, I mean, at times, look, I do think the cold affected her voice. She never misses a note. And she she didn't nail every single one, but it was so cold. Like, how any of those artists got even close to nailing the song is beyond me. So, overall, so solid. I think it ticked all the boxes. But, in the end, I don't know if it was Albanian enough for the juries compared to what Karma did. There we go. No, I'll agree with that one. One of the other eye-catchers, particularly for the fandom, was Era. She came out, was a banging performance. There was gold and fire and hair flinging and all sorts of stuff going on. Um, Yeah, one one to get the pulse racing, which kind of this competition needs sometimes, but... um, Really a contender? I'm not really sure. I never really thought it was. I mean, I always said if Matana or um, Sonny Malaj couldn't win the last two years, then this wasn't going to. But I loved every moment of it. Likewise. She stomped out there, owned the stage. You knew you were going to get a lot of fire. I absolutely loved it. Um, not surprised, maybe, not to make the top three. But I thought it was up there, and I'm glad it was in it, and perhaps the OGA second chance um, entrant for this year, maybe. Written all over it. No, no, we always love raccoon eye makeup dancers as well. We do love them. Um, And the other one we want to talk about, Marud, a big fan favourite. And look, as you just said about uh, Era, I'm going to say the same thing about Marud. I love an artist that commits. Mm. and is true to themselves. Now, I'm going to say some of the vocals and perhaps some of the staging wasn't quite right, but I won't fault him for committing to who he is and representing who he is, and I think that's really important, particularly in a place like Albania. And look, you've got to be memorable, and both Era and Marud were probably the most memorable. You could not forget their (laughs) performances at all. Um, He came out with three really bold looks, particularly the acoustic night, Mm -hmm. which had almost go full, that was a dress. Um, And to see a performer like Marud in a dress in in Albania is just 
would not be heard of. Yep. Huge strides for for anyone uh, who hadn't seen anyone like that. And he is out, he's totally out gay. And he basically said, I didn't see anyone growing up like that. And he is, was bold and out there. He wanted to live his best Eleni yeah. Ferreira life. He tried. <laughs> <laughs> look, I loved his commitment. Mm. Um, he did look like he was thinking, you know, uh, he was thinking, he was in his head. I think with his performance-wise, he, he did look a little deer in headlights sometimes, and you yeah. can almost see him counting in his head <laughs> yes. like one, two, three, four, <laughs> one, two, three, four, getting it. But look, again, representation and visibility is so important, and this is a massive step, I think, for yeah. a place like Albania and Festivali to have him in uh, in doing that. And he'll make big strides um, for other people coming into other future national finals not just in Albania but but that whole region I feel also I think it was so important to him that I think that was why maybe he got in his head like Mm -hmm. if you really want to make a statement you really want it to be good Mm -hmm. he just probably just struggled a little bit there yes exactly it did look like he was going to fight a bull on the first night I was thinking was he Oh, no, it was the last night. With the, oh, no, the first tape. night was a bit... They were both a bit matadory, weren't cut. they? I, I liked it. No, it was a good one. Uh, let's talk about the scruffy Australians that somehow made an appearance on the stage. Mixed Up Everything was one of the uh, interval acts. That was a bit of a surprise. That came out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> as you can imagine, in an early morning in Australia watching an Albanian TV, you do not expect to hear Australians on there. Um, <laughs> these are a group of young guys who got caught in Albania during the COVID um, situation and ended up performing as an interval act. Um, good on them. They did a great cover of Winds of Change by Scorpion. And they got quite the following on YouTube as well. They're quite. They're actually really quite big. Uh, so who knows? Maybe Eurovision um, Australia decides 2020, 2022. Yeah, not every day you're going to see an Australian band do an interval act, uh, particularly as a place like uh, Fick. So really good on them. I thought the boys were great and nobody dropped their pants. So I'm very, very happy. <laughs> oh, I reckon they were close. Although <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty close as well. All right. Do you want to wrap up? Anything else you want to talk about, Dale? Any uh, other talking the, points? The only other person I really want to mention is Jessica Polo. What mm. what an emotional performance she did, all three. I think people who didn't like the studio version fell in love with her live. She was mm-hmm. in tears nearly every night. I was in tears watching her. It was lovely. Um, it was a beautiful performance. It was through her mother who had passed away. The song was dedicated to her. Um, the mother passed away earlier this year. So, uh, yeah, beautiful moments. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if people have more to say coming out of this. There were mm. some notable entrants who were not on stage for the results. For the announced. presentation at the end, a couple weren't there, which is interesting. So and- I'm sure there might be a few more little comments coming out about that i love the drama <laughs> there's never a dull moment of fic all right let's wrap that up let's move to the next one Dad. we've got a couple more of our artists have been announced for eurovision 2021 they're familiar for people from serbia we have hurricane they're back what do you think of the girls coming back Oh, fantastic. I mean, we, we kind of pretty much knew this a while ago, but it was officially announced recently. But great. They'll be great representatives for Serbia. Uh, their song last year was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they can come out with something as big and bold again. Better have a good song. That's all I'm saying. And from Ireland, we have Leslie Roy, one of her fan favourites, one of the most lovely uh, contestants we had from 2020. So interactive, so genuine. What do you think of Leslie coming back for Ireland? I'm a big fan of her coming back. Um, I was not a fan of her song um, for 2020. Uh, that 
I'm going to say it grew on me. I oh. have to say, the longer the longer I heard it, the more it grew on me. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you don't make your mind up in uh, nine months. <laughs> um, but anyway, look, I am glad she's back though because I want to see some song that represents her a lot more, mm. more authentic. And I think she is a good artist for it, and she's been great for the fandom and. You know, good on her. I don't think Island would have selected her again if they didn't really believe in her. They didn't do it straight away. So mm, Interesting one. They did uh, sit on their hands for a while on this yeah, one. Yeah, so maybe they've heard some songs. Who knows? Mm. Yeah, mm. but a couple of familiar faces coming back for 2021. Well, talking about familiar faces, Michael. Mm-hmm. Montaigne. Yes. Australia. You know, we spoke about recently her potential song, JC Ultra, which was all about the kind of um, A- alien brainwashing and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, pro alien mm-hmm. propaganda, CIA mind washing. St- standard stuff. <laughs> so, you know, we were obviously hopeful to see some kind of alien type staging at Eurovision next year. Um, unfortunately, she did reveal on her Twitch channel that she would not be performing JC Ultra. Yeah. Apparently, her team, I'll quote her, my team outlawed it. Um, because apparently it would be too challenging for Eurovision fans. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've had some pretty out there stuff, haven't we? Eurovision? I don't know. Well, I'd love. I still want to hear the song. I hope she releases I it. I do hope she releases it. I hope it's it, on yeah. an EP or an LP that she takes and brings out or anything like that. But, um, you know, what could have been? Oh, uh, look, to be fair, she also said there were some pacing issues around the lyrics. Mm. And so it wasn't just the subject matter, though I'm sure they had a large... <laughs> to play with it okay. and she was like to be fair she understood why so she wasn't salty about it um you know she still really she said it was a fun song she wants to go down the fun route good and be really single themed she was mentioning good. as well so well, uh, that's really good I, we want fun we don't want somber we don't want something about covid <laughs> yeah we want god something... if anyone does a song about covid or lockdown i'll oh, slap you no please <laughs> so yeah I, I hopefully we see something great out of montaigne but um interesting uh, insights and Follow her Twitch channel because yeah. she does reveal a lot and has um, great Q&A with her fans. If you ask me, the CIA, the CIA got to her and she was silenced, <laughs> Dale. That's all I'm saying. All right, let's go on to some of the national finals. Uh, have, well, participants have been announced. Yes. You're going to start us off. One of the big national finals from last year from Lithuania. You can pronounce it. I'm not going there. I'm just going to say Lithuania. Their national <laughs> final. is now. Thank you very much. So they released the artists. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Not from a cage. They <laughs> announced the artists, I should say, who are competing in the national final uh, next year. So the big names are The Roop, mm. who were representing them last year. Back they again. are confirmed. Mm. A group said they were going to do it, but we had official confirmation this week. About yeah, it. good on them. Again, another one. Tough, tough thing to back up. They had one of the favourite songs last year, so it's a tough one. They've been consistent in what they've done um, at the national final, so I think they'll come up with something good. Will it be as good as On Fire? Who knows? But great to see them go back into a national final. Like that, That's one of the few that have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, also back is the Eurovision 2014 representatives from Lithuania, which is Velia Matachunaya, mm. something like that, um, <laughs> who just missed the final in 2014. They came 11th in the semifinal. With the song Attention. Yes. Horrendous. <laughs> well, let's, I'm sure it won't be much for them to come back with a better <laughs> something song. Something better than that. Yeah, fair enough. Any others? Any uh, other notables? A couple, couple of names some people might remember from um, this year's competition. Gabrielis Vagelis. Uh, we loved his song. Here wonderful, at Division. Song. wonderful, wonderful song. So he's been in the last couple of years, so he, hopefully he comes back with something great again mm-hmm. and also player they had the 
I'm a Lithuanian basketball a player. Song. Yes, yes. Those so boys. They are back. They went viral. Uh, let's see if they can do it again. Um, but I wouldn't expect a winner from them. Who knows? Who knows? I've had enough of viruses for 2020 going viral. <laughs> Thank you. Well, one of the biggest national finals and events is Sanremo out of Italy. And we have our 26 artists and also our dates, the 2nd to the 6th of March, which means our artists will be eligible to go to Eurovision. There was some question about that, mm. even though it's been put back a month. Let's talk about some of the former winners who will be appearing. We have Erma Meta from 2018. Yes, good. I know you were a massive fan of his song. <laughs> <laughs> I like him, not the song, Michael. Fair enough. We do like Emma Mata. Um, Arisa, winner in 2014, didn't go to Eurovision. Oh. It was the year they did the internal selection and Emma oh went. You really bring up the Italian songs I don't like, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> but we also have a Eurovision artist that will be on the stage, Francesca Michelin from 2016, who came second to Stadio. One of my all-time favourites. Yes. So there we go. That improves a lot. Yes, and Grado di Separazione, which is one of our favourites. And of course, I also wanted to mention from 2020 returning is Bugo. Oh, which he, one was he? He was the guy that stormed off stage and went behind the silver curtain. Oh, so is it just him, not the guy that he stormed oh, off? Oh, no, from? Morgan's not coming back. <laughs> oh, he is not coming back. But Bugo is coming back. Fingers okay. crossed he lasts the entire duration between the 2nd and the 6th of March. And also, uh, La Stato Sociale from 2018. You, I'm sure you might remember these guys. Dancing, no, Dancing Grandmother? Well... I wrote Grandmother They Threw Around the threw Stage. Around. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, she's quite famous, wasn't she? She yeah. is, and those boys should be fun. I think they'll be the sort of penguini of this year. They're kind of very tongue-in-cheek, they were, boys. They were good, and they were fun. I like them a lot, actually. I, it, I wish they won. Yeah, yeah, no, they were very, very good. They're back. Um, I guess the big news is not Diodato. Mm. Uh, I think a lot of people were hoping he might get his chance on the European stage. It won't be in 2021 by the look of things. Yeah, I, I can I understand that. I understand why some artists are coming back and why some aren't. And hopefully we will see them in the future, though, because it'd be lovely to see Diodato. We know how much we love to fight on water. Mm. But always a talking point, Sanremo, and it should be a fantastic. Those artists, Michael, they are good. That is a really good lineup. I mean, it always is from Sanremo. There's also Annalisa as well. Yes, a former OJ Second Chance winner, Annalisa, and big fan favourite. She's back. Huge, yeah. So, mm. look, I'm really looking forward to catching it. Oh, wow. Might get to catch some this year because normally it's on the weekend. Well, it finishes finally after a full week <laughs> of Australia Decides, but Australia Decides week, and we won't have that next year. Mm. So, I might try and well, catch some. It goes for about 50 hours, so <laughs> you you probably got a good chance of catching at least some of it, I dare say. True, true. All right. Well, there also wasn't just Italy, uh, just actually next door, Croatia. Mm. Yes. Uh, Dora, the artists were announced for them. Um, probably the biggest name out of that is Nina Kralic, another Eurovision 2016 artist. She had a lighthouse. She did. And now Barbara Dex winner from 2016, <laughs> I must remember. Oh, I forgot um, about that. She did yeah. go in one of the favourites with her um, mm. uh, her uh, big ballad in 2016. Her odds slipped down pretty quickly after the lives. I think I remember that, all the Didn't rehearsals. Didn't quite reach the heights for Nina, did it? But it's good to see her back. Yeah, and she's a really notable artist that people remember, so mm. great to see her back. Mm-hmm. Also is Amir Negavecic. You know my wonderful pronunciations. Um, She came second last year to Demir on tiebreak. So she almost was the artist last year. So no Demir, but we have Mia. Also of note, uh, Max Cinnamon, he's not competing, but he did write a song for Dora. 
Now, do you remember who he is? I was going to say that name rings a bell. Is it Destination Eurovision 2018? Donna French the guy. French guy. French guy. Very youngish looking kind of French yeah, guy. Wasn't very he? Yeah, very French guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he came uh, third or fifth or something. Yeah. I should have written it down. <laughs> um, but also, uh, Boris Milanov's song is in there as well. So, always um, a competitor if there's a Boris song oh, there. Uh, this is the song, I believe. This has been shopped around for a few years, this okay. one. But or I mean, a few years. A few years oh, uh, to a few different delegations. So look, if it's a Milanov, if it's a, it's, it's going to be good. It's going to so, be quality. Yeah. But, you know, it doesn't mean it'll win, though. So, mm-hmm, um, yeah, interesting. Mm. Also in the last couple of weeks, well, just over a week ago, is was Eurovision again, the non-qualifier special, the one that Eurovision fans and other fan sites and podcasts put um, their rankings into, including us here at Aussie Vision. Mm-hmm. And there were 26 different songs representing 26 different countries. Mm-hmm. It was done on the Eurovision channel last year. It was very good. Last it was year, a, last re- week. Really well put together show. I loved how they did the postcards for all the different for the countries and stuff. It was really good. And the different hosts and the montages yeah. they put together yeah it was really well done and the fans voted and we have a winner of the best non-qualifier of all time and it is Greta Salome with Hear Them Calling. Michael, what do you think about that as the winner? I wasn't surprised. I thought it would win. Look, I thought it was always going to be pretty popular. I don't know if it's probably the greatest one ever, but that's just my own personal opinion. That's your personal but, opinion. Exactly. But, I mean, I could see it was it was quite a shock when it didn't qualify uh, at the time. So, yeah, it obviously still has its fans. Yeah, we were in a Helsinki bar, and the Finnish weren't upset about the fin, Finnish song missing. They were upset about the Icelandic song it, missing out. There was more Icelandic flags in that bar, <laughs> and they were gutted. I know, I know. Poor singer away they didn't make the 26 um actually there's an australian connection to hear them calling so we can claim a victory because <laughs> not one australian song has not qualified okay. we've made it mm-hmm. every australian who has competed for another country has also qualified mm-hmm. or gone directly through okay. so um the creative director for hear them calling gosh grasping person who person who made the sandwiches on set iconic staging and it was done by an australian jonathan duffy from here in brisbane so that is our australian connection we're going to claim a part victory with iceland on that one. Oh, good stuff excellent oh, there was an amazing amount of votes cast for that whole thing oh, so. tens of thousands it's well just ridiculous done. Well, yeah well done, awesome guys. also second place went to stones from switzerland 2018 mm. <laughs> no, i've got to say i mean I, I don't mind it i don't really see what the fuss is about yeah, please be me. careful. Don't say think I said something on Twitter. I got a lot oh, of feedback God, on that you, one. You cancelled, are you? Don't cancel. <laughs> but I understand there's a lot of people who love it. It's just not for me, but that's mm-hmm. just a personal choice. Fair enough. Third place is Blackbird from Finland 2017. Beautiful song. Great to see it come third. Mm. Um, yeah, it was another mm. shock, I thought, in 2017. One too. of those songs, I feel, has got more of a, a following now than it did actually at the time of the contest. Yeah. Even though there was a bit of an outcry that it didn't qualify. But um, lovely piece of music. Really, um, really nice. I have to mention that Verona was in there, oh, came God. sixth place, slight robbed again. Oh, but God. look, I'll take a top 10 result, as did Susie for Portugal. So well done. Well, well done to Susie. I like that one. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, I guess that takes us to the review bit. Anything coming up for this week, Dale, in the uh, holiday week? Just a little thing called ESC 250 oh. on New Year's Eve. Gosh. It's the um, countdown of the top 250 songs of all time, voted by fans. 
on ESC Radio. Make sure you tune in. It's from 9 p.m. Melbourne, Sydney, Canberra, Hobart time. Mm-hmm. Do your maths for everyone else. We check know your how lo- it works. Check your local guides for <laughs> we'll just, everywhere else we'll in Australia. You, follow us on socials. We'll let you know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, wonder who's going to win this year. Great, great. Uh... <laughs> wonder who's going to win. We all know it's going to be Euphoria, unless there's been Russian bots voting. <laughs> and also, the songs from this year are allowed in. Yes, they are. And I'm going to predict that Fight Morde might get ahead of Think About Things. It's going to be very close. Ooh, we'll see about that one. But it's a great way to spend your New Year's Eve. Indeed. Well, look, that's that's it for this year. So, look, um, happy New Year to everybody out yes, there. Yes, very much so. Happy New Year to you, Michael. Happy New Year, Dale. Yes, you do know we drink a little bit of wine during this podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, a pretty pretty terrible 2020. But twenty twenty one's only going to be better. One can only assume, and we're definitely going to have a contest in one shape or another. So yeah, yeah. we've got something to look forward to for sure. Well, thanks for joining us for 2020. Um, big thanks also to our team members, and particularly this week for the research from Kyriakos Sinovitz, Liv Webster, Elise Collette, and Jake Gray. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a lovely New Year. Yeah, fantastic. Have a New Year, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.